1: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Living the Stream. I'm JJ Zacharyson, the late round quarterback, and as always, I am joined by my lovely, lovely, lovely co-host Denny Carter. Denny, what's going on, brother? Uh,
0: the energy was was lacking a little, but I, I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let you off because it's been it's been a, a, a difficult week, uh, yeah. especially a difficult week in your in your Twitter mention. So I. I understand i it' totally been,
1: been a difficult week for for a lot of reasons and I think the top reason obviously being uh, the kareem hunt uh, I- issue that 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 happened with t m z releasing that video um, you know like you mentioned my twitter mentions were uh, were in fuego when I sent a tweet again I, I made the mistake of thinking that a relatively harmless tweet uh, would not uh, generate a ton of response, but obviously, you know, I'm, I'm foolish with a lot of stuff on, uh, on Twitter. Yeah. I mean, anything besides
0: like target share and you're going to get destroyed. Yeah. Right.
1: So I sent a tweet out that said no one, cause, cause right. At, so let me, let me give you some background. So right as that Kareem hunt video dropped, the immediate reaction from a lot of folks was, Oh my God, I have Kareem hunt. What am I going to do? And I won't lie. It crossed my mind too. Sure. And and that's when I realized what the hell am I doing? Right. Like why in God's name is this one of the reactions that I have when watching a video of a grown man shoving and kicking a woman on the ground?
0: Right. Right. And 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 you did what what everybody uh, should have done. And you you ate it and you dropped him from your team and you moved on and you didn't log on Twitter and say, my God, uh, I've been impacted by, by this, this horrific act and the unveiling and the, you know, the uncovering of, of, of this act. It's, a it's just a, it's, a, it's a point where you need to really, uh, self, self reflect. And obviously people were in no mood for that.
1: Yeah. I mean, like I'm, I'm probably a little bit more like n- not so far to your side when it comes to uh, rostering, you know certain players and stuff like that. You know, like a an Adrian uh-huh. Peter. not not to a degree where I'm like excited to roster. You know, Tyreek Hill. Let's say you know the, right. these players where and 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 not to say that you don't. Right, my I'm merely saying I'm I'm merely leading uh, this next piece off with that because I would say the the main focus and the main reason I sent the tweet that said no one cares about you having Kareem hunt on your fantasy team was the fact that number one, I I had a reaction like that and I was sick to my stomach that I had that reaction for myself. Right. And then, and then number two, you know, you and I get on this podcast every week and we talk about these players. And in a, in a way we have some sort of emotional connection with these players. Like, our our players we have an emotional emotional connection with suck at at professional football <laughs> uh, but but uh you know they're not kareem hunt type uh um you know level players uh-huh. um but you know if something you know let let's just pretend in, in a in a world where let's just pretend that something happens to derek carrier <clears throat> right <laughs> and we we have this like really strange connection with Derek carrier because he has a weird haircut or Niles Paul or something i don't know if something well niles paul i mean regardless like if something were to happen uh like this to one of those players you know it, it's it's a really strange feeling because mm-hmm. you have this weird connection with these guys that you don't know who they are we have yeah. no idea who they are no. a- and and you know you can't fathom doing something like this and then these, you know, a player like Kareem Hunt goes and does it. And that really makes you take a step back and reflect and be like, yeah. you know, what really is my priority here? You know, I give fantasy football advice for a living, but does that shit really matter? When And, and it's not me, you know, get this garbage virtue signaling bullshit out of my mentions. Like, there you go. Get, get that me me sending a tweet saying that i don't really care about your fantasy football teams right now because i do there was a video that just came out of a dude shoving and kicking a woman that's not virtue signaling that's 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 basic human decency it,
0: there you go yes thank you thank you that no that is that is absolutely uh virtue signaling on on social media has has become a slur against people who like you said are displaying some sort of uh of human decency some sort of of acknowledgement that you know we should not think about the uh fantasy impact of of this right off the bat we should not complain and gripe about how this hurts us yes. our fantasy team we should just acknowledge that it's that it's bad and and we need to we need to quietly deal with it on on a fantasy level. I guess I right. guess is is what I'm saying. But yeah, the virtue virtue signaling is exactly like people use uh politically correct, you know, uh not being a jerk is politically right. correct. Right. You know, and, right. and 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 so anytime I see that, it's a it's a it's like um uh, someone like tattling on themselves, <laughs> like uh um like they do with with the 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 use of PC or or politically correct. So, I hear you. Sorry you had to deal with it. You could be like me. And just mute everybody.
1: Yeah, uh, right. That's- I, I do want to add, too, like, I, I think that you can have two reactions to this. Like, I think that you can sit there and be like, holy crap, what we just saw from, from Kareem Hunt in that video is disgusting, it's awful, and he's a, a crappy human being for doing it, Right. I'm trying to trying to uh, to filter myself and not not swear anymore. You weren't filtering
0: earlier. I wasn't. I wasn't. The kids
1: are going to be very very upset. (laughs) Uh, But but you know I think that you can obviously have that reaction, which 99.9 percent of people hopefully did. Uh, But then you can also have the reaction of, oh man, I also hate this for my fantasy team. I think it's fine to have both of those reactions. I think that the issue is is when you go out and you vocalize because Mm -hmm. words matter. When -hmm. you go out and you vocalize and you say the The first reaction, the first thing, the first anything that you say about Kareem Hunt is this ruined my fantasy team. I'm no longer going to win a championship because Kareem Hunt is no longer going to play football. That's the issue because all people see is that they're not seeing yeah. any sort of a compassion towards what happened, and and yeah. that really was what I was trying to get across and why I was frustrated over
0: it. So yeah, no, and and rightfully so. Uh, and just so just so everyone knows, I am I am not on any sort of soapbox. I have Adrian Peterson rostered in the living the stream league. I have Tyreek Hill in multiple leagues. Um, I don't, I'm not proud of, of having those guys, but I decided a few years ago that um, if, if I'm going to play fantasy football, I'm, I need to play fantasy football. And that, mm. and that means I cannot remove anybody from the list of, of players that I that I can consider on a on a weekly or 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 year yearly ba- basis. You're not really playing fantasy uh, if you're doing that. So it's either it's I you know faced with the choice of not playing fantasy or playing fantasy with the whole player pool at my disposal. I chose the latter. Is that is that like the upstanding
1: and and like forthright thing to do? I don't know. Maybe not. But. That's also uh, that's also the problem though, right? Like the whole problem with fantasy football. If you really, if you know, if we want to be real about it, I, I look. I I think that overall, fantasy football is an unbelievable thing. It's great for so many reasons, and and players in general love it, right? Like it's not like. It's not like every single NFL player is like, "Oh, screw fantasy football. All people care about is stats." Maybe offensive linemen hate it, but I like like I, I think this is the issue though, is that you know, fantasy football in general inherently you treat these players as commodities. And yeah. and, and and if you're going to treat all players like commodities, it's easier to kind of disassociate all the horrible things that they do and just be like, "You're a commo- you, you are an asset," right? Yeah. Like like I but that's why that, that's why I was bringing up earlier the whole like like emotional tie that you have to these players, which is completely irrational, right? Like the fact that like, we're going to talk about uh, Niles Paul and and say these things about Niles Paul or Derek Carrier and like have these weird connections that they have no idea even exist, but us talk <laughs> about them and stuff. And, and you know, the fact like I love, you know, I love Aaron Jones and I say mm-hmm. it all the time. I love I love Kenny Galladay, Kenny Galladay. I have no idea if they're good people, right? Yeah. I have no idea. And that's, yeah. that's my, 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 core issue with all this is that it really, really makes you think about those relationships and how we view these players. And, you know, I think it's fine to look, I really do think it's fine to sort of look at these, like, look at fantasy football as assets and commodities, because you're not saying, like, these players are worthless human beings. You're just saying, I'm playing a game based on the actions that they're making on a football field. Like, let's, let's, like, not be too sensitive about this, but... but, yeah and you're being you're just being honest about it. Right, right. So I, I you know, I'm not trying to be overly sensitive about that side. I I have stopped, you know, I'm I'm trying not to use like, you know, this guy, you know, I I own this guy and stuff like that. I think that that kind of takes it a little bit far, but you know, at the same time, I don't think it's that big of a like something like that's not that big of a deal. What I think is kind of a big deal is whenever people kind of push aside assaulting a, a female. Like I I think that's a big deal. Yeah.
0: Yeah, right, right. And and uh you just after the, in the fallout of you know these domestic violence issues i know this was not domestic violence per se but it was you know a, a, an nfl player assaulting a woman you you need to not talk about your fantasy football team I, I don't think that that is too much to ask honestly i i um i've been you know i've been in that position i've had players who have gotten in huge trouble for horrific acts and uh yeah, I mean, I don't I don't like it. It's not enjoyable for me to see my season go down in flames because right. of this unforeseeable thing. Um but uh you I, I I just think you need to 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 see it beyond, you know, beyond that 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 personal yeah. aspect. I I feel like we're Maybe, uh, um, you know, kicking a, a dead horse, uh, uh, the, you know, be- beating a dead horse. Is that the phrase? Yes, that's, that's the phrase.
1: Beating. But, We've just been talking but, about kicking with uh, free right? because he's right. I an mean, asshole. Yeah. K- right. Uh,
0: kicking a dead horse like Mike Badgley, who was a great play this week. You should check it out. Patreon.com. <laughs> oh,
1: transition. Transition. All right. So we got that out of the way. Uh, I, I don't want to, you know, I, I just think it's important that we at least bring that up, talk about it and. And you know, at least explain kind of where we're at with uh sure with with that in general. But let's let's look at what happened uh, yeah. in week thirteen. Uh, overall, not terrible. Uh, you know, the quarterback position, as we talked about, look, you're you're gonna get awful quarterback plays again this week. That's just the way that it is with 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 uh the way that that ownership looks right now. Um, so we had the Miami Dolphins defense. They had nine points against Buffalo. They were actually like defense fourteen or something. Like, there's a lot of good defensive scoring yeah. this past week. Um, we had Seattle; they had sixteen points. And probably the biggest disappointment I think defensively last week was Green Bay against Arizona. Yeah. Like, what in the world? Ugh, Arizona's offense is not not only is Arizona's offense horrendous, but then they decide to use Chase Edmonds close to the oh, goal line.
0: It's so tilting. Oh my god! Um, uh, I, as one person on Twitter. Said they asked Green Bay or uh, KC defense, and I said Green Bay. And hours later, the reply was, "Why do I listen to you again?"
1: Yeah, right, <laughs> so, right.
0: And and and, but I think it's it's basically it's very risky to do anything Packer related right now because the team is in such disarray, and um, we were expecting game script to be way different than it was, yeah. and it was very neutral. So yeah. that that hurt.
1: Yeah. Uh, at quarterback, we had Case Keenum as one of them, as one of the streamers. He had about 11 points. Not a great outing for him. Luckily, he did hit Cortland Sutton, uh, who was a guy that I got super excited about on my Facebook Live on Sunday. So I was glad that he he found the end zone. That was, that was a, a pants-off moment for me. Uh, and then Marcus Mariota came through with 22 points. So luckily, that kind of balanced out uh, between, you know, streamers. And I think that we we would have chosen Mariota over Keenum. We talked about him having a higher floor, at least.
0: Yeah, definitely. I thought Mariota was clearly the better.
1: Yeah. Um, and then we had our big uh, fight last week as well. We had the uh, the Colt McCoy, Derek Carr fight. Not only did Derek Carr come out on top, but Colt McCoy uh, injured himself. I should have seen it.
0: I should have seen you it should You should have saw
1: that coming. You should have saw it. But Derek Carr oh. had 24 fantasy points.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. When I saw that, I said, uh, owned again. But nevertheless,
1: let's <laughs> go on. I know. I mean, look, it was a it was a fairly fortunate I mean, it was, it was lucky when I, like when I say play Derek Carr, I'm not expecting him to score 24 fantasy points. It was really just you know, like I said last week, it was just where Kansas City was weak was where Oakland was kind of strong.
0: But you were yes, you were spot on with uh with you said
1: running back and tight end. Yeah, and that was the those way are that... the two
0: positions that went kind of
1: crazy, especially. Jared Cook the goat. Jared Cook the goat. See, that's another guy where we're just like we we love Jared Cook, but hopefully he's not a shitty person. Uh, oh, please don't be. Don't be bad. Uh, tight ends. We have Gerald Everett who had one point. Uh, tight ends was a disaster. <laughs> we had Gerald Everett had one point seven. Tyler Higby had three point nine. C.J. Uzama had eight point three, and that was like tight. That was like a high end two, low end one last week. Like that's how uh, that's how bad tight end was. Uh, my boy, look, my boy Dan Arnold. Would have had a nice day uh-huh. if, if New Orleans did not just crap the bed against Dallas. Mm-hmm. Like, like Dan Arnold was involved. He almost scored that touchdown early on. I mean, he was he was going to have a day, and mm-hmm. then it just didn't mm-hmm. work out. Uh, and then we talked about Jonu Smith, who had 4.9. So, we gave you guys five tight ends, and none of them were good.
0: Right. And I'm, I'm sure Uzama ran 48 routes and got 18 <laughs> targets and ended up with eight <laughs> points. <laughs>
1: All right, Denny. Let's move on to week fourteen. I guess I'll start because I have two defenses that I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about here. Here, here's the first one. It's the New York Giants. They're facing the they're facing the Washington Redskins, and Washington has Mark Sanchez under center. And and I I, yeah exactly. I have my notes. My notes literally just say Mark Sanchez. And that's all we're gonna we're we're not even gonna give any any more to this uh, particular play.
0: Yeah, I think I think that that about sums it up. Even though Mark Sanchez once delivered for us in a streaming situation when we recommended him in 2014, I believe.
1: Yes, yes. How how predictable were the butt fumble jokes last night?
0: Oh, man, they're they're really something. they're they're out there still. I will say uh,
1: I will say it was kind of funny to see the uh the uh the fumble that he had where he like recovered it between his like underneath his butt. Yeah. Which was like, kind of which was kind of entertaining after the whole like butt fumble thing. I'll at least give it that. But like bringing up the butt fumble joke, like it's it's like we get it. We get yeah. it. Just um, so I, like get, get some new material.
0: I have JJ, I have butt fumble fatigue. Yeah. I, it's a real it's
1: a, it's a it's a condition.
0: Yeah, I don't know if I can deal with it anymore. All right. We're on we're on to the the real defense, the Bills' defense. So the Bills are out there in seventy percent of leagues. Obviously, none of your leagues, but you, you should you should still listen up. So they play at home against the the uh, what I have in my notes a disastrous Jets team that give up gives up the fourth most uh, points to, de- to defenses when adjusted for strength of schedule. The Bills are three and a half point favorites. Like I said, uh, it doesn't really matter who starts at quarterback for the Jets. Yeah, right. um, you know, I McCown. Darnold, whatever. Uh, Buffalo, <clears throat> so here's something that was surprising, and I mentioned this on Chris Harris' show today. Buffalo is a, a top-seven fantasy defense right now. I mean, they're way off the pace. Like, they're way off the the top pace, the Bears, I guess. So I'm not saying that they've been, like, incredible this year, but they're a top-seven defense, you know, attached to what in in many ways has been the worst offense we've seen in years.
1: Right, at least um, at least until you know recent weeks, right?
0: Yeah. So for for a good what like a good half a season, yeah. they they had this offense that was barely like NFL caliber, um, and they're and they were top seven. So with I I think if Josh Allen had been starting this whole time, um, I'm thinking the Bills defense would be owned in you know seventy eighty percent of leagues and be a top maybe three or four, uh, option week in and week out. So you know we're seeing that when when script can remain neutral or even positive for the bills that they are they are really good so we want we want winners we want when we when we're streaming we want winners um and buffalo has a, a 70% chance of beating the jets per 538's projection so i like that i like it a lot and new york has a, an implied total of 17 points so I'm not too scared
1: about and the, the Jets. The other thing too is Buffalo gets Detroit, I believe, next week, uh, yeah. and Detroit is a team that I'm targeting this week with the Arizona Cardinals defense, uh, which is another streamer that we have, our, our third and final defensive streamer. The Lions are are, are low key bad offensively, like yeah. they're they're a good target for opposing defenses, especially you know no Golden Tate, no Marvin Jones. If you look at the last uh the, the second half of the season, the last six games. Uh, four of them have resulted in the opposing defense finishing in the top five in weekly scoring against Detroit. So you have a game in Arizona where uh, there's a low over-under. Detroit is a two-point favorite, um, but there's a low over-under. Arizona's at home. That's what we like to to see. Mm -hmm. Um, I just think the matchup's there, uh, and I I think not a lot of people are going to be on the Cardinals this week. Yeah, a nice transition there. I have to Thanks, say. Thanks, man. I've been doing this podcast for 170 episodes. I better better get at least one good transition in per show.
0: I, I know. Listen, I when you said welcome to episode one seventy uh, or, or it was 169.
1: Last week we talked. We had the 169 show. I don't. Oh, no, no, no. I'm talking about your other one. What? what oh, your, oh, my my other the late round podcast. I'm yeah, up to. Have, I'm up to 197.
0: 190. I'm sorry. It was that. I'm sorry. Yes, I got mixed up between my own podcast I do with you and the one I don't do with you. <laughs> Um. So you, yeah, no, no. The, when you said 197 the other day, I was like, "What? Yeah. You've done almost 200." So congratulations.
1: Thanks, man. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, I'm doing like three of them a week in season, so they just they add up quickly.
0: Add yeah. Up quickly. Uh,
1: what were we saying again about
0: the? Um, I forget. Okay, let's move on. I don't know.
1: Someone, someone in our uh, on Twitter will will let us know what we completely lost talking about. I guess so. Uh all right. So we're gonna move on to quarterback. The 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 top streamer this week again. Ownership percentages are out of whack for streaming purposes. I'm sure that there are guys on your waiver wire that we would play over this guy, but it's Josh Allen. Yeah, Josh Allen has this Konami ability. You know, obviously Konami code being what Rich Rebar wrote about on Number fire like years and years ago, mm-hmm. um, where it's a cheat code. Where if you, if you can run the football, you're getting the, this amazing floor slash ceiling from your quarterback. Uh, we've seen it with Lamar Jackson already. Uh, but with Josh Allen, it's been really interesting because unlike Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen is just running for his life. <laughs> Lamar Jackson, I mean, it's all planned. They're saying, hey, you're you're really athletic. We want you to run the football. Uh, and Baltimore, with Lamar Jackson, I tweeted this today, Baltimore has a .48 pass-to-rush attempt ratio oh. with Lamar Jackson, which, just to give you some context, only two teams have a sub-one pass-to-rush attempt ratio. And those teams, Houston and Seattle, are are at like 0.97 and 0.86. This is 0.48.
0: Like, we're, we're talking about Lombardi-era Packers.
1: Right, right. I mean, they are running the ball like crazy, um, and that's helped Lamar Jackson be so fantasy relevant. I mean, he's, he's scoring touchdowns on the ground. He's getting a ton of rushing yards, yada, yada, yada. Well, Josh Allen has run for 135 yards last week and 99 the week before because he's running for his life. Their offensive line is a disaster. So, you know, what, what's good about this is that he's athletic, right? He can move. Uh, and so you know if they're gonna see pressure, uh, then he's gonna be able to move and and do stuff with his legs. But with regard to to the Jets matchup this week, uh, the Jets have given up 17 plus fantasy points to an, to an opposing quarterback in all but one of their last nine games. So you're looking at a situation where you know it's a beatable secondary. You can score points with your arm. Josh Allen can, and and here's here's the kicker, Denny, Kelvin Benjamin got cut. <laughs> good they don't have yeah, they don't have he doesn't have to throw to kelvin benjamin anymore
0: there was a play uh, i didn't see much of the dolphins bills game but josh allen threw a uh, like a frozen rope over the middle to kelvin benjamin it hit him right yeah in the i hands. saw that i saw that and and you i mean the announcers called it out the announcers were like that's kind of unbelievable that he can't pull that in like he's like this giant receiver who has you know basically nobody on him there was a guy behind him and uh and allen hits him in the hand and by the way just a side note allen is is fun as hell to watch
1: yeah no i mean look i i hated josh allen coming out like i don't do that much quarterback evaluation you know my models are are focused on running back and wide receiver because quarterbacks don't matter in fantasy so you know my my very amateur evaluation was that josh allen uh, was not going to be very good at, uh, as a pro. I'm actually pretty low key excited if they can get an offensive line and weapons around him to see what. The, the The problem is I don't know how well the Bills can do that. But yeah, he is fun as hell. the
0: the The arm, the arm strength is 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 like something to behold. You know, I mean, and Mahomes is the same way. Mahomes had a, a throw against uh, the Raiders last week where. Um, he kind of eased, it looked like, looked like he was playing toss in the backyard and he flew it like 70 yeah. yards.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's insane. they their are, and, and, and I'm not, I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm not like a huge, like arm strength guy. Like right. I'm actually more, I, I'm, 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 I don't really care about it that much, but I think that if you can get creative enough and if you, ha- I mean, Andy Reed is perfect yeah. for that. Right. Yeah. Um, that's my fear with Josh Allen is that they're not just not going to surround him with the right pieces/slash coaches. But oh my
0: god! But yeah, yeah. I
1: mean, the I, I do, you know, I do think that the raw talent is there, and that's what evaluators were seeing. I was playing probability and looking at things from a numbers perspective. Um, and I would still go with that same process just in general. I mean, a guy with that low of a completion percentage, regardless of situation, regardless of anything, he just doesn't pan out. Right? It no. just it just doesn't happen. Um, and he might not. But he, I, I at the same time, I I don't care that much. The, the the comp that I gave from a fantasy perspective right now is Mitch Trubisky. Um, mm-hmm. but but sort of like you know, Mitch Trubisky has the weapons and the in the offensive mind coaching him. Um, but but it's a similar situation where they throw it deep at a pretty high rate. Yeah. Uh, Josh Allen's throwing it deep at the highest rate in the NFL right now. But then they also have the 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 rushing ability, and we're seeing that with a lot of these young guys. But those two in particular. You know, where Mitch Trubisky isn't the best quarterback in the world, but doesn't matter from a fantasy standpoint.
0: Well yeah, when I said he's fun as hell, I didn't mean that he was gonna work out. I think that the right that the the, the likelihood is he will not work out as a as an NFL starter. He's completing fifty two percent of his passes. Yeah, right. He, right. He, you know, I I, I think that the, the odds are stacked. Very much against him being a long term option, but good lord, that arm and just the hair on fire running around. I mean, wow! I just I love that stuff.
1: Yeah, and speaking of Kelvin Benjamin, uh, the best tweet uh, that's that's Kelvin Benjamin that's Kelvin Benjamin related on Twitter dot com is from Rich Rebar, October fifteenth, twenty eighteen. It says he's responding to something like, that Evan Silva was saying about Kelvin Benjamin. He says. Kelvin is the wide receiver equivalent of kids stacked on top of each other inside of a trench coat trying to pass for an adult. <laughs> Classic read. That's the most. That's a, the the only thing that's missing from that tweet from from rebar will be something sex related.
0: Yeah. Right. 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 Sorry, kids. But yeah. No. I mean, first of all, yeah. This here's another aside. No one talks like rich. Like no one like you you know like you know it's rich uh, um if he he has that youtube um appearance every week uh i, I forget exactly what yeah, it's called but where he's answering,
1: yeah
0: yeah the the rotor world show where he he i mean just the phrases that he turns like yes. like out of nowhere i'm like geez that that is so good that is so i great. know i'm
1: so i'm so <laughs> jealous that he can just do that yeah there uh, are some uh, people that can just do that and rich is one of those people who can who can just come up with the most insane metaphors and analogies right like just yeah. out, out of nowhere
0: yeah i i can't even think of one right now this is this is how quick you know quick-witted rich is is that he, he just does it on the spot and i'm trying to come up with one now and i can't so yeah he's, he's,
1: good. he's great he's great uh all right one more quarterback play denny
0: yeah i'm making the case for keenum uh, <laughs> i'm so sorry uh, yeah, but I have to do this again. Case Keenum uh, <laughs> available in 87 percent, rightfully so. Uh, the Broncos are six-point favorites against the 49ers. Uh, so this – I think Keenum has some touchdown upside here, even though it's clear it's clear that the Broncos, if they can be, they want to be conservative, just keep the ball on the ground. I, I see why, and, and and that probably works for them. Uh, so that makes me a little nervous. If this game gets out of hand, if the Broncos get a big lead, I don't think Keenum will do much. will be asked to do much. Um, but the good news is that the Niners allow the 10th most scheduled adjusted fantasy points to quarterbacks. Only the Raiders and bucks give up more, have given up more touchdown passes this season. Uh, the Niners give up seven yards per pass attempt and 11.3 yards per completion, which is the fourth most in the league. And Denver has an implied total this week of twenty five point two five points. You ha- you have to believe that Keenum might be involved in some of that scoring.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. And you know what's interesting with the Broncos? They're like one of the few teams where it actually does make sense to run.
0: It d- totally does. Like like,
1: like 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 I, there was a there's a, a Pittsburgh beat writer who sent a tweet out about how the Steelers are twenty ninth in rushing this year, like cumulatively, and and how like. Like it's bad, you know. Like James Conner's been great, but well, uh, it's it's because it's because they haven't run the ball that much. They're like sixth sixth lowest in attempts. But the Steelers are still like, I mean, they're still a fringe top five offense in the league, right? Like the, like if you look at yards per drive and and touchdown rate and all that kind of stuff, like they're a fringe top five op- offense. And they're they're a situation where no, you don't need to run the football. But when Case Keenum is your quarterback and he's it's you know, an average replaceable quarterback, then yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense to. To utilize a, a, a hyper efficient Philip Lindsay.
0: Yeah, right. So, so uh, uh, the Steelers are not elite in running the ball, yet they are elite. How can this be?
1: Right. It, it's 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 absurd. <laughs> it's absurd. And I I cannot wait. I'm gonna say it right now. Okay. The Steelers are gonna go to Oakland. They're gonna struggle offensively. No. Okay. Just just listen. They're gonna struggle offensively, and people are gonna go to Twitter. And say this is why running backs matter. Meanwhile, meanwhile, they're saying this after a backup running back who was drafted with a compensatory pick got hurt. Not when a first rounder got hurt. Not when a second rounder got hurt. It's when a compensatory third round pick gets hurt. That's when they're going to say running backs matter because Jalen Samuels, who's a converted, you know, he's like a hybrid player. That's what he played at NC State. Played a lot of you know tight end. He played full. I mean, he played everywhere. Jalen Samuels is their top running back and Steven Ridley, who I, I think I rostered Steven Ridley in fantasy football in 2004. That's right. Right. Like those are yeah. their running backs right now.
0: And and but here's the thing you're not understanding, JJ, and I'll, I'll try to break it down for you. Uh, James Conner is good. That's the thing you're right. not getting is he's good. Just yeah, exactly. like Angela Williams was good. Just like uh, what's his face? Uh, um, Matt Breida. Is good, you know, yeah. like just keep going down the list.
1: No, 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 these guys are actually good. Yeah, TJ Yeldon, TJ, they good. He's good. Yeah, <laughs> all right. I like that voice. I think you should do the rest of the podcast. I to you. Who, um, Philip Lindsay, no, 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 but he's good, yeah, right? Like, right. <laughs> I will say, I will say it's a, and if any of you sent this tweet and you're listening to the show, I apologize, but I do think it's a weak argument to say. Saquon Barkley is a bad pick because look at what undrafted Philip Lindsay is doing. There's so many better arguments to make because it's just a, you know, you're taking a one random sample. There's just other ways to to make the, the argument. Just saying. Just throwing it out there. I agree. All right. Denny, tight ends. Oh,
0: man. I actually asked, uh, I asked JJ before the show if we could just scream for one minute. Yeah. Uh, rather than talk about tight ends. But, but this is a, a high class, high quality show. We're gonna talk about tight ends. If it kills us, and it just might. Uh the so the Houston Texans have some tight ends. They do. They do.
1: They're looking good. Okay. We're end. gonna
0: move on. We'll move on to the next one. Who do you have? Uh, uh the yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so Jordan Thomas is one of those tight ends. He's available in
1: ninety nine percent of leagues, so I don't wanna hear anything from you people. Um uh, he's he probably is, he's probably rostered in the LTS league. By the way, do you, do you know? As an aside, do you know who's rostered in the LTS league? I checked today. No. Jeff Wilson. Go, come on. I, I'm not. I'm not kidding you. Uh, I no. I really am stunned. I I I cannot believe this. <laughs> so just so you guys know, the LTS Listener League is super super deep rosters, super deep lineups. 14 teams on top of that. The free agency pool is 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 just a desert, like it's a wasteland. And uh, so Jeff Wilson is actually rostered. And by the way, Denny, congratulations on officially getting the one seed in the playoffs. Uh, it is setting up, you guys. I'm the three seed. Uh, and my team started surging towards the end of the year. So I'm getting a little bit excited about it. Um, I'm the three seed. And Tom made it, too. Tom Everett Scott made it. He's yeah. the five seed. Um, but it's setting up that Denny's on the other side of the bracket. And there's a chance. There's a chance. Okay. I'm not, I have to make a, a pretty unlikely run. But... There's a chance that we meet in the championship. We're also playing each other in the Apex playoffs this week. And my team, it it is – guys, it is the worst (laughs) fantasy team that I've ever managed that has made the playoffs legitimately. it's it's Who who are you starting? I got to check this out. I I have not
0: checked it out. So So my team –
1: so I had – I drafted Cooper Cup and I have Melvin Gordon, right? And and in a league where wide receivers are very, very valuable, um, I needed Cooper Cup because I went running back, running back to start the draft. So I had – Melvin Gordon and Leonard Fournette, uh, but I all, and, and then I, I also drafted Sony Michelle. So th- that trio of running backs is is fine, right? Yeah. Fournette, Gordon, and, and Michelle. But I don't have Melvin Gordon anymore. Uh, I'm pretty sure my top wide receiver is either Doug Baldwin or Corey uh, Davis. Corey Davis, but Corey Davis gets Jacksonville this week. Mm. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm not. I'm not going to post. I mean, th- honestly, the one thing that's keeping me in that league is I have the Bears defense.
0: You do. But you they're playing have, the Rams
1: this week. You also have Greg Zerline. I do have Greg. Look, I, I, I went anti brand in that league. I do have, I do a Ben. If Ben Roethlisberger has a good game this week, I'm going to be very happy for a lot like across my leagues.
0: Yeah, I'm already tilting about that. Uh, the Yeah, I mean, you have Zerline, so he's going to drop a 30 burger on me. Uh you know, for hating on him.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm going to so I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to play Bruce Ellington against you too. God dang it. Just to just to get my 10 PPR points and walk away.
0: Yeah, uh, 10 ppr points on on seven catches
1: i think you might have 11 catches and 10 ppr points Oh god,
0: don't say that i'm gonna bomb it uh, i want to beat you so bad i can taste you're, it you're now, but...
1: definitely beating me that uh, denny i'm i'm this is not hyperbole that is the worst roster that i've managed to ever make a playoff ever period
0: yeah, that's the, yeah, and that's the kind where you just completely free wheel and you end up in the championship. Right, so.
1: like 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 Josh Reynolds is just going to go nuts over the next 3 weeks. Oh
0: god, I'm tilting already. So all right, back to tight ends. Jordan Thomas, he's not running the most routes, not even close really. That's Ryan Griffin who who's doing yeah. that, and that's a hat tip to JJ for for pointing that out. So, if we're if we're going by the process and the process says to look at the tight ends running the most routes. It's really right. Griffin it's Griffin season.
1: Right. But let's be honest here. Let's be honest here. Jordan Thomas is the guy that Denny would play and Ryan Griffin is the guy that I would play. Yeah. And I mean, Jordan d- Thomas is given more targets. Yeah, it, but this is just like this is the most like Denny versus JJ play yeah. just on a really small level because they're both going to be irrelevant this week. But that's just the most like JJ versus Denny kind of way of looking at play. Like, that, I, I go for safety guys who are running routes, and Denny's like, no, I need touchdowns.
0: I need touchdowns. I'm going for the upside. Yeah. So uh, uh, somebody is going to, I think somebody is going to do well. That's my hot take. One of these guys is going to do well. Good luck choosing which one. Indiana, Indianapolis has allowed uh, 25.9% of their passing yards to go to uh, tight ends. That's the fourth highest rate in the league. Only the Browns have given up more receptions to tight ends uh, than the Colts. And this game has the third highest over-under of the week. Houston has an implied total of 26.75 points. So, uh, you know, attaching a tight end to a high-scoring team, uh, you know, we always talk about that.
1: I just don't exactly know which one, but I would go Jordan Thomas. Yeah, and I would go Ryan Griffin. Um, the tight end that I think is actually not a like a horrible play – um is ian thomas uh earlier this year we saw ian thomas with a couple of games uh th- where he had five plus targets you know as as he sort of got got familiar with uh with the panthers offense because it was at the tail end before greg olson uh returned from his first injury greg olson is like like when when is his foot going to become just be, be amputated
0: Oh uh, yeah,
1: it's I horrible. Mean, he, I feel so bad for that guy.
0: I do too. You saw that clip of him after the game. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's horrible. I mean, yeah. I I feel legitimately so bad for him.
0: Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I don't I don't understand how he's going to keep playing, but
1: uh, yeah. Anyway. But you mentioned Cleveland. Uh, they have uh given up the most receptions to to tight ends this season. Um, and last week, uh, Ian Thomas saw five targets, uh, ran a lot of routes, uh, in that game. And and you know, not only this week, but moving forward. Uh, the Saints have a, a pretty decent schedule. They get the Browns, then they get the Saints. I know the Saints have been pretty good against tight ends. The Saints are are definitely a team that you want to use your wide receivers against, not not tight ends. But I still think, you know, as a as a streaming play, it's a potential for a high scoring game. Um, but then they get the Falcons, which is kind of the a same situation. So, you know, I, I think that the schedule plays out where Ian Thomas could at least be somewhat of a plug and play streamer, not someone who you know, just just I'm I'm just looking at the, the tight end landscape in general and saying, look. It sucks, mm. there are probably not very many options on your waiver wire. You can do worse
0: <laughs> that yeah the the tight end situation is you could do worse, but just barely
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh mark andrews is the is the other one that we want to talk about from Baltimore, so uh he does. this is totally uh. Misleading, but he does have four catches for 120 yards over his past couple of games. So there we go. Uh, of course, one of those was a 75 yard reception. But please ignore that part. Um, <clears throat> uh, you know, we we don't love the Ravens passing situation right now, as JJ talked about. But maybe just maybe this week they will be forced to throw it more. And that would be good for someone like Mark Andrews. Uh, the, the matchup is right. Yeah. Uh, KC gives up 5.8 receptions per game to tight ends. We just saw Jared Cook uh, go ham as he does against the Chiefs. And uh, this game has the third highest over under. There will be points scored. That is a promise in this game. So, um, Mark Andrews, if you're absolutely, if you're, you know, in a 14 team start three tight end league, you're starting Mark Andrews. Yeah,
1: totally. Totally. Uh, so, to recap, Mark Andrews, Jordan Thomas, slash Ryan Griffin, Ian Thomas, and then we have Case Keenum and Josh Allen, the New York Giants defense, the Arizona Cardinals defense, and the Buffalo Bills defense. All right, Denny, let's get to Twitter and let's answer some of these questions. This first one is you frequent, this is from at Troy Likes Stuff. You frequently refer to tilting in everyday life. Which other LTS fantasy terms have real life applications? For example, if you just want a quiet evening, but your kid is sick and your wife had a bad day, are you operating with a negative game script? <laughs>
0: That's good. Which I
1: thought I thought was pretty good. I feel like I feel like operating with a negative. Like like I I can see a scenario where uh you know you get behind with work. I'm behind with work all for some reason this week has just been awful. I've just been behind constantly. But yeah, you know you get behind with work, and you know you get a, a call at the end of the day from your wife, and she's coming home from work or something like that, and you just respond, you know, babe. I'm working in this negative game script
0: right right we're we're trying to make a comeback here right uh, yeah but uh but i'm I'm facing a lot of a lot of bad a lot of bad script um uh yeah by the way my my wife who um came back and then got sick, has been sick this week, and so it's been um a lot of a lot of bad script for me you know, a lot of daddying um, yeah right and uh um but but we're we're managing we're trying to get the script back to neutral
1: yeah. That's all that's all you, you got to do. is try to get try to get the script back. I think you can stream things IRL. Right? Oh, like you stream I stream like dinner all the time. Oh yeah.
0: No, no. We we streamed I streamed dinner the other day. I just made eggs for the kids. I said, "Hey, you know, breakfast yeah. for dinner."
1: That's streaming. You you're, you're lit- streaming dinner is just taking whatever's in the refrigerator and making it dinner.
0: Yeah, that's right. We we streamed the bath the other day. We we I, you know, it was a short bath, so we <laughs> Yeah, we yeah yeah you can stream
1: things uh next question is from at n dutton 13 our buddy neil he says given the choice of listening to witten and booger going back and forth for a whole day or taking an ice pick to the eye would you go for the left or the right eye (laughs) oh man yeah I,
0: i i saw that someone responded to your tweet about witten by saying um don't don't Bring yep. hate into the world. Or yeah, something? we
1: need we need positivity. Yeah, essentially, yeah. I just ignored yeah, be, it
0: because because what you were doing was pure unfiltered hate. Yeah, all
1: people. all I said, just so you guys know, is that Witten made a comment that Washington, uh, part part of Washington's game plan, wasn't to get penalties. Yeah, like, like as if like that's not the most odd, like what, what what team enters a game and is like, you know what we're gonna do today. We're gonna yeah. get penalized.
0: Well, right. We we need to uh, get penalties early and often. Yeah. Uh, you know to As establish. I don't even know what. But uh, by the way, Jason Witten admitted that he goes online and sees people ripping him, and that <laughs> made me feel. That made me feel really sad. That's I, rough.
1: I mean, like I do. I, you and I do that, but we're also not. I mean, Jason Witten is. He's getting a tweet about him per second.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying, and uh, Jason. If you're listening, I know you are. Log off. You must log off. Mm-hmm. You cannot. Do not search your name ever, ever. It's bad. It's really bad. I'm part of it. I, I understand, and I'm, <laughs> and I'm and I'm sorry, not sorry about it, because Jason Witten is bad. He's bad at what at what he does. It doesn't seem like he really wants to, which is another a whole other thing. But but you gotta get off the internet, Jason Witten. Do not look for look for your name. I I don't look
1: I don't feel as we've we've talked about this before I don't feel as bad about talking about how how not good he is at this job because you know it's a it's a spotlight job he's getting paid to do this he's he's true, like it, it's this is what what happens and we're not saying we're not ripping him like as a human right we're no, we're, he's fine, we're literally gosh. looking at his his job performance and saying this is laughably not good mm-hmm. right like and I I I cringe now whenever I watch slash listen. To Monday Night Football. Yeah,
0: I mean, j- j- just just the, uh, the 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 saying, the phrases, like just the uh, the coach speak, you know, and and the things that I, you know. Here's the thing: I think that football audiences are much savvier and smarter today than they were fifteen, twenty years ago. Yeah. Even yeah, and they're they're still
1: dumb, but yes.
0: So Witten could have gotten away with with what he does in the nineties say, yeah. but he, you can't get away with that anymore. Like you have to bring something to the table right. because people, I, th- I think, you know, large parts of the not large parts, but some parts of the football watching world have, um, you know, been, um, educated by what they, what they find online. And he can't, so he can't really survive in that, in that sort of atmosphere. I feel
1: yeah. Like. I mean, and uh, look, to be honest, boogers the same way. Like he's 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 bad. He he made a comment last night saying that Zach Ertz. You know we we should we should start to finally consider Zach Ertz as part of the elite tight end group. Wow, wow. Like who who? And he's like with Travis Kelsey and Rob Gronkowski. Like number one, Rob Gronkowski looks like like he's he he. he, You know what Rob Gronkowski looks like? He looks like that he uh he he got lightning bolted in Mario Kart, (laughs) and he's just moving at this new pace. Like that—that's <laughs> Rob Gronkowski now.
0: Uh, and he just—he just, like he, just—he just
1: didn't shrink,
0: right? Just like in Mario Kart, you're 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 waiting desperately for the lightning to end. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, you're, just,
1: you're just sitting there waiting and waiting. And, and guys, I, I think that the 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 game is gonna end. Someone's gonna he's gonna get eighth place. All the other people are gonna finish, and Rob Gronkowski is just bad.
0: Yeah, and by the way, kudos to the brave folks who ranked. Kelsey and/or Ertz above Gronk going. Yeah, into this I did year. not have that at all. You know, because that that was a bold call, but I think that there was reason to reason to do it. I, I don't think that this is completely backwards looking kind of analysis, yeah. but um but wow that really worked out
1: I think I I should I should retract what I said like I, I think that he's gonna be okay like from a tight end stamp from a fantasy standpoint I think that there's still upside there because he can still score and, and whatnot and I I'm actually kind of intrigued by what they do with him against Pittsburgh in week 15 <clears throat> um but if you watch Rob Gronkowski this year compared to literally any other time in his career he is not <laughs> the same player at all he's not the same guy he's hurt he's either hurt or he's just completely checked out
0: yeah, or he just doesn't want to be. There. Yeah, he could be a guy who retires like at 30, you know.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't be shocked. And then he goes and he's he's like a host on an MTV show or something.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah. Uh next question from at the rad carpet from Tom. He says, yeah. "What's the first slash CD/tape you ever owned?" I usually tell people per- Pearl Jam 10, but if we're being honest, it was the Aladdin soundtrack cassette.
0: That is funny, Tom. And I have a similar situation. My the first thing I can remember ever buying, uh, music-wise, was a, a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles rap album. Wow. Yeah, and that was a thing. Like go ninja,
1: like, go ninja, go. Uh,
0: per- maybe maybe that was on there, but it was it was based on a um on like some sort of um like escap icecapades show. Is that is that a thing? Like remember ice the like the characters? Yeah, used I think to be so. Yeah, yeah. And so I think that it was based on that. So I wouldn't tell people that. Here's what I would tell people. Uh, the first time I ever bought an album was when I was 15. Now, that may sound old, but I was really not allowed to listen to modern music growing up. It's it's why I'm very, very familiar with 60s and 70s music today. But uh, I went ahead and I bought a Metallica a double double CD, two CD album. It was called the Metallica S&M album. And it was their album that was recorded with the San Francisco Symphony. Wow. Okay. And in 1998, I believe. So I bought that. I brought it home. My dad saw it sitting, sitting on the kitchen counter. And he asked me, Hey, what's this? I said, it's, it's Metallica, dad. That's Metallica, dad. Oh my God. And he was like, he's like, you, you what do you listen to the devil worship music? <laughs> you know, so so immediately I feel like I'm Kevin Bacon and Footloose. You know, the, and 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 uh, <laughs> so he opens the CD and he takes out the CD and he's furious, and he goes, yeah, I should break this thing right now. And he bends the CD mm-hmm. like this, and I'm like, oh man, I just paid like. Twenty five dollars for the CD, out of you know my own money, and you're gonna snap it and have. And he's bending it and it won't break. (laughs) It won't break. And he bends it and bends it and it won't break. And so he just throws it across the room (laughs) and and leaves.
1: And it it was fine.
0: It was fine. Oh Uh, my god! So that was the first album I ever bought.
1: Man, that's intense. The only I I remember my brother making me a cassette tape when I was because there's a there's like a six and a half year gap between me and my brother, and and so when you have that big of a gap, you know, like you like, this is why, like, cause I was born in 88. Right. So I have a, like, like, even though saved by the bell was, you know, I was like five years old when it stopped airing. I know all about it because I would watch the show because I have mm-hmm. older, older siblings. Right. So I have like a lot of the same pop culture feelings as like you do. Right. Even though you're four, mm-hmm. four years older than me or whatever. Sure. Um, But my, my brother made a, I remember making a cassette, he made a cassette tape and, Warren G. Regulate was on there, uh, which is why that's still my favorite song of all time. But also, uh, uh, Billy Joel, We Didn't Start the Fire was on there, I remember. So it was just a, a very, uh, just a, a large variety of, of random-ass songs.
0: That That is, so, wait, did he, so he recorded these songs off the radio? Yeah,
1: and put it on a cassette tape. And that's something that's
0: something kids will never, ever understand. No. I could seriously try to tell my kids like how that worked. Uh, i mean i'm talking about when they're older right and they'll they 'll never get it they'll be like I'm sorry first, what is the radio
1: right exactly exactly yeah. um by the way a, a comment to this question uh from Tom was from at drum eighty three and jamie uh says i don't know about the first c d ever owned but c d Carter thirteen is certainly the c d most owned <laughs> <laughs> oh nevertheless oh it's so good here's a good question. this is from at it's a lone wolf it says if you had to take a guess, what do you think Jeff Fisher's favorite film is?
0: <laughs> the most mediocre see, movie. See,
1: that's what that's what people were responding, but I I get a vibe of like like a war movie of some sort. Like like there's no way he doesn't love Braveheart. But
0: uh, no, it has to be a mediocre a war movie. You're right,
1: right. But right. So like, I don't really care for war movies that much. Like, it doesn't really like do it for me. So literally, all war movie. And now, now, people, I, I can't wait to hear the I haven't haven't seen a good war movie. Twitter to to you hit just, me up after that. But.
0: Yeah, or or the why do you hate the military? Tale. Yeah, right,
1: right, right. <laughs> guys, guys. It's fine. Like, I can watch war movies. They're great. They're they're fine. I, I take it back. I take it back. Um, but yeah, that was the that was the first kind of thought that I had with this one. I think yeah okay uh
0: I so I think that he probably loves the movie Pearl Harbor. Yeah, uh, Pearl Harbor that's it, a that's enough. a great one.
1: Yeah. yeah. That's a great. Someone responded someone's response was actually probably the best uh and it was Armageddon. Mm. That was that, that I think would be a Jeff Fisher flick. I mean
0: I like watching. Here we Armaged-
1: go, De- Denny coming out with the "I uh, like Armageddon." I, no, I mean no, no, no. It's not like an art film,
0: but it's fun to watch. No, it's look, it's not.
1: That's also that's one of the movies that seems to always be on television too. Yeah. And it's a it's a it's a it's a good Saturday doing things around the house movie where it's just on TV while things are going on around you. It's so ludicrous, you know. It's, it is ludicrous, but look, it's 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 heartfelt. It is could be could be way worse. Uh, next question is from at Eric Belair. Uh, he says, should we expect touchdown regression for Mahomes next season as we did with Deshaun Watson this season? So I wanted to bring this up because I sent a tweet out. Uh, Scott Barrett sent a tweet about how Mahomes, we might not have seen Mahomes ceiling yet, and which I, I don't disagree because, I mean, he's a second-year guy and this is his first year starting. I mean, we, we never know. I, I sent a tweet and I responded and I was like, he's the first guy – in my, my history of playing fantasy football slash doing analysis in fantasy football that I've actually thought maybe this is the guy who can be a quarterback that you draft early. Wow. That, I am, what? Shut down the podcast. Yeah, I, so I said that. Um, I don't really regret tweeting it, but <laughs> I, I think that the, the, I I wish I would have given it more context because I'm not saying I'm going to take him in the first round or anything. Like the problem is that Pat Mahomes's ADP is going to be, at least two rounds higher than where I would take him. I'm merely saying, like, guys, I'm drafting quarterbacks in round 97, and maybe I'd consider him in round, like, four or something like that.
0: Sure, sure. Uh, And what we talked about, I think, two weeks ago, and I I said – Mahomes will be drafted in the first round. He could be the number one overall pick uh, uh, next year in a lot of leagues.
1: It's gonna. I'm, I, he's going to be in in casual leagues. There's no doubt about it. I mean, but, I, I think I think with I, like we have a a strong group of like eight to ten running backs that are gonna go in the first round. We have like wide receivers starting to just kind of level out a little bit where. You know, you're going to get Julio Jones easily in the second round next year. You know, it's just, it's, it's the way it's going to be. And so, cause they're not giving you as much of an advantage as the running backs are. If you can get an elite running back, like you're getting that advantage. Um, and it's, you know, the, the I'm, I'll do, I'll do some work on this over the off season, but uh, I think in casual leagues, he definitely is going to go really, really high. I would say his ADP, my prediction, his ADP is around the one, two turn.
0: Okay. I'm, I'm going to go with his ADP is at one Oh seven.
1: Okay. Okay. All right. We'll see who's right, Denny. Okay. Um but yeah, I mean there's going to be touchdown regression of some sort. I mean, you can't sustain that type of you know what he's doing. It's going to be really tough to sustain, but I think that, you know, he's he's so far above like what yeah. like where where everyone else is at that even if he regresses a little bit, he's still going to give you some sort of edge at the quarterback position. But again, there are quarterbacks every year that give you some sort of edge. The reason why you don't have to invest in them is because you can stream, you can get them late, and a lot of these guys who do give you an edge are the ones that you are getting late, like Pat Mahomes. So that's part of the reason why you're not drafting a quarterback early, um, but if if we can pinpoint that quarterback year over year, and if that quarterback that we pinpoint is Patrick Mahomes year over year, then yeah, that, that that's why I sent that tweet.
0: Yeah, well, one of these years Mahomes is going to throw for, you know, 45 touchdowns and the next year the fantasy analysis will be this is the year Mahomes throws for 70 touchdowns. Yeah, right, right. And and it'll be it'll it'll be viral. Uh I, I could I uh, do a l- a little bit of Facebook uh question sure. action here. Yeah. Yeah, this is from the Living the Stream Facebook page. I suggest you guys check it out. Um I will so I'll I'll answer these in the emergency cast tomorrow on the Patreon page, patreon.com slash living the stream. Uh, but we will get to a couple here. Uh, Jarek Mills says, getting back to Gronkowski, he says, am I going down in flames with Gronk or question uh, mark? He says, I'm in a Yahoo league where Jalen Samuels is a tight end, is tight end eligible. Um, and could I replace Gronk uh, with that loophole this week? What about weeks 15 and 16? What do you think?
1: I mean, if if, if James Conner's out week fifteen and sixteen, then sure, this week I would definitely play Jalen Samuels over Gronk.
0: Yeah, well, there it is. I I totally agree. Uh, the, th- and-
1: the, the thing the thing too with Samuels. And sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But the huh. the thing with Samuels, and I've been I tweeted about it, and I talked about it on fifteen transactions. Uh, Stephen Ridley's going to be involved in some way. I mean, Jalen Samuels is is like I think we talked did we talk about him earlier? Um, but he's he's that hybrid mm-hmm. uh, yeah. back. You know that that. Only carried the ball seventy eight times at, in college in, in a single season at most. Um, so I I I think that he's probably going to be a little bit overrated. But at the same time, the Steelers are the pa- most pass heavy team in the NFL, and Jalen Samuels is the pass catching back for that team. So if they go with another pass friendly approach, Jalen Samuels is going to benefit.
0: Right. Uh, Joe Fisher has a has, has a comment. I think I think the people need to hear it. Uh, it Says uh, if the Chargers replaced the bolts on their helmets with a green battery and one hundred percent charged, in quotes, <laughs> would they? Would they be the most popular team in the history of sports? Everybody would have such a good feeling watching them. And you're right, Joe. That would they would be universally loved because that is a great sight. I I, mean, I, I think I think. Th- Sorry, go ahead our feeble brains have been trained to love the
1: sight of a full battery because it means
0: we can consume more content. You're
1: right. You're right. And I, I think that it would be really cool if technology were to be able to see how fatigued players were and that bar went down, judging on how fatigued they were.
0: Definitely. Uh, Armando Guzman from the Facebook page says, Since this is a poop-related show, let's start from the beginning. The mouth. The mouth. dear god did you guys wear braces and if so for how long Ooh, a braces question i had i I, I had braces i did not i did not man you have such great teeth oh thanks man for no braces Um, my my dentist was like yeah you should probably get braces and i was like uh -uh, not doing it
1: uh yeah i got i had braces seventh to early ninth grade
0: okay so it's about two years about two years um (laughs) My uh, – yeah, I, my brother had them for three years and then promptly did not do anything he was supposed to do afterward, and his teeth went to exactly the same shape that they were.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. I mean, it, 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 that can happen. That can happen. Yeah.
0: All right. One more, one more from, from Facebook. Uh, Len, uh, Lenny Rubin says, uh, I get paid by the hour, but I don't clock out to take bathroom breaks. Am I a terrible person? No, or do I do I deserve the eight eight dollars I make while I poop? No, man, but poop away. Yeah, you got to poop
1: away. That's all. That's all included, man. That's an all inclusive deal.
0: You don't lo- No, no, no. Do not clock clock out uh, to to uh, have a a bowel movement.
1: No, no.
0: You you keep making your money.
1: Yeah, you you get paid to poop. Yeah. Period. Is there any he, more questions?
0: He said uh, he says if it helps, I do mind numbing work in a cubicle. For a monolithic corporation, well, wow. wow. <laughs> that sounds lovely. Yes, uh, yeah, and, and then Stephen Coots chimes in and says, "Stick it to the man." And yeah, that's that's what we're that's what we're going here for. All right, that's enough for Facebook questions. I will answer the rest tomorrow. JJ, back to Twitter.
1: Okay, we'll probably won't get to any more. Oh, let, let's just answer one more Twitter question. You ready? Yeah. It's from at big underscore Dave Ent. Nachos or pizza? This is pizza for me yeah
0: i feel i don't uh i mean it really depends with nachos you know what's you know what's the worst when you get a huge order of nachos at a restaurant with like i know what you're
1: gonna say and they're soggy and and they're soggy af
0: they get soggy in hell we have to eat soggy nachos forever
1: (laughs) yeah i think that i think that's true i think that's true uh but the answer is i mean pizza like even bad pizza is good yeah but jj have you had good nachos yeah here we go here we go. I'm going uh, to hear from have you had good nachos Twitter and have you seen a good war movie Twitter after the show? Uh, nachos not
0: Twitter is uh, uh, probably vicious, probably. Uh, vicious, uh, vicious and gassy, I would guess.
1: Speaking of Twitter, Denny, where can they find you on that website?
0: Uh, they can find me at CD Carter 13, uh, where I send almost all good tweets. And then uh, check out patreoncom dot slash living the stream. There's lots of weekly hashtag content. There's the emergency cast on Wednesday, Wednesdays. There's my kicker column on Tuesdays, and there's the start sit uh cast on uh Saturday Saturdays. yes. so so check it out.
1: I love that that uh cast is now the thing. yeah. like well, we, we totally got, got owned with that. We
0: got destroyed. We got destroyed <laughs> with the with the with the pod thing. so uh, we shall forever call it a cast, yes.
1: Uh, I'm on Twitter at late round QB. All my work over on numberfire.com. I will have uh, the report, my weekly column, uh, on Wednesday tomorrow because uh, we were recording this on a Tuesday night. Um, but yeah, so check that out. That's a, a fun little article. Denny, is there a tilt montage? Uh, th-
0: there is. There is. And I'm looking forward to your
1: rapport. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Talk to you next week. <laughs>
0: 1.31 p.m. Eastern Time on this, my Sunday in Week 13. And um, I kind of knew that the Giants scoring a quick defensive touchdown against the Bears was bad news for those of us who may or may not have Odell Beckham in uh, every seasonal league because you know a team like the Giants, once they they get you know a really quick, uh, dramatic seven nothing lead, you know that they're good. Like they're like, okay, we're good. Like if we can't win with a seven nothing lead, then let's not. Well, then we're not going to win. You know we're not going to we're not going to try to score. Uh, we're not going to try to do anything on offense. Uh, that's just the way that these. These horrific teams operate. Now the Bears just scored a touchdown a minute ago. So perhaps the Giants will try to score points now. Perhaps. Perhaps. I'm tilting. It appears that Eric Ebron has uh, like 11 first quarter targets. And uh, exactly zero receptions which is uh, fantastic. I mean it doesn't even it doesn't even matter in DFS since he has 103% ownership. So who cares how he does? Uh but uh for me uh you know playing him in seasonal leagues uh it's pretty tilting. Pretty tilting to see every single pass go his way and uh not be completed. So I hope at some point today, you know, maybe on his twentieth, twenty, maybe twenty-fifth target, the Ebron reels one in. I uh, I'm tilting. It's one forty-five Eastern Time, and uh, uh, what's the quarterback's name from Buffalo? Josh Allen just uh, juked Kiko Alonso so hard. That I cringed until I blacked out, uh, proving once again that the only time, the only time you'll ever see Kiko Alonso on a highlight reel, is when he's getting absolutely owned. It's just a, a, you know, uh, a law of the universe at this point. It's three oh nine p.m. Eastern time, and my my daughter Eleanor has some thoughts on, on football. Eleanor, what are they wearing? Uh, uh, helmet and tights. They're wearing helmet and tights? Yes. Yeah? And what happens? What happens in football?
1: They kick.
0: They kick?
1: Yes.
0: Well, and what do we say in football?
1: Uh, tilt down. Can
0: you say, I'm tilting?
1: I'm tilting.
0: She's tilting. Thank you for listening to Living the Stream. We hope you enjoyed the internet podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now. It won't take long, it's fast. For more fantasy football info, check out lakegroundcubing.com. Hope you come back soon as we share about the team.